Hey, Universe. Um, of understanding kindness and forgiveness. Because in that universe, truth is easy, right? And uh, clearly, <clears throat> I lost a little in the last one. And uh, I hadn't thought of those kids in a long time. And uh, I specifically remember uh, one kid dressed in a blue tuxedo. And yes, you, everything you're imagining is point on point. And he was so in love with one of the girls and she was from France. She was cool and he was cool. These were two cool kids. And think about that distance from Paris to Boston. Here were two 16, 17 year olds falling in love for the first time. And uh, when he got out of that band, you know, I could tell how much it meant to him. And uh, so I'm proud of that moment. I always will be. Whew, but I'm certainly not proud of the next story. And uh, when I started conceiving this, some of what I say about those dreams that are comfortable are uh, that somehow those camel lionesses made me realize that I didn't have to live in the guilt and shame of some of my least noble moments. Uh, while obviously we are an amalgamation of everything we've ever done, it's really easy to hold the worst of ourselves against ourselves. And to in fact feel like that's the measuring stick whereby we should be measured. Because at our lowest we know we're capable of this. Well, you know what? Bullshit. Everybody stumbles in life. We all hurt each other unintentionally. Sometimes we even hurt each other intentionally. But to hold yourself against those regrets is to live a life constantly in regret. And that is the biggest regret of all because you lose yourself if you allow the moments in which you maybe acted in a way that you are appalled by. If that moment defines you, you'll always be trapped in self-loathing somehow. And the camel lionesses taught me that. They taught me that that was energy I was holding against myself and that I needed to let it go. And so while this next bit of my history is I don't know. The one that if I were to just go back in time and relive a day, well, this is one day that I would stay home and study instead of going to the frat house. And uh, I was I was never, I, I mean, I'm terribly shy with women. I always have been. And uh, part of the reason that um, that I think I have had trouble finding peace in relationships is because I always was looking for somebody to fix me. I always thought that couples came together to complete broken pieces. That yin-yang diagram, though drawn with complete elegance and grace in its fluidity, 
I pictured much more like a superfection piece that kind of clumped together and then formed a box. And there you are, you're a couple and happily ever after and all that. And uh, so I just assumed that everybody felt kind of broken and was looking for their match in life. Um, Shrek looking for Fiona and all that. But uh, so I never was very good with women. I had trouble in high school asking girls to prom and all that stuff. I just was nervous as could be. I was cool enough and ran with a cool enough crowd that I could get dates to the dance. But I think my dates were always somewhat reluctant that I had asked them because they knew ultimately that, you know, I wasn't, I was, I was, uh, I was insecure at the very least. I had the confidence of, of a wilting flower. I just didn't know how to not be nervous and a train wreck in front of girls and women and young ladies. And even you sassy grannies. The point is, I don't know what I'd be like anymore. It's been, and and when I said five and a half, six years, it's actually been eight years when I figured it out. It's been almost a decade since I've been with anybody. And in that time, I've changed significantly. So am I capable of having a real relationship now? Maybe. But I would say for the most part, almost all of the women who were fortunate, unfortunate enough to date me um, have some baggage from the experience. They also have some be top of the roller coaster thrills because let's face it I don't just bring downer but I do bring downer and I, in romantic relationships being broken as I was I definitely brought downer but there was one time in my life when there was an exception to all this and an exception meaning I wasn't shy I was if anything pursued and if anything cocky arrogant and overconfident about my um, attraction of women. And this is when I got to college for the first, like, four months. Um, when I got to college, number one, I could drink. And a lot of the people I got to college with couldn't. They couldn't handle their liquor, that's for sure. Um, and so, uh, I had a party background. I had more experience with women than most of the people I got to college with. I went to college with some overachievers, so most of them were academic, um, slanted, not social slanted. I'm not saying that there weren't some Don Juans and some debonair mofos on my college campus, because there surely were. But I'm saying, instead of playing in the bottom uh, per quarter of the pack, I was now playing in the top 10%. And that was a totally different um, position to be in. I was this you know, green-eyed boy from Colorado who, whose RA threw herself at me in the first week. Like, I'd never had somebody do this ever. And here was this woman who, quote-unquote, wasn't supposed to even sleep with her students who uh, made, a, <laughs> made a very clear uh, pass at me uh, before I'd been there a week. And so things were happening to me that had never happened to me. And, uh, and I didn't handle it very well. I got a head the size of a helium balloon at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in a matter of seconds. Um, and I think in some ways, 
had always been ready to jump out of my cocoon as a monarch butterfly flying through the majesty of nature's brilliance, um, attracting every other monarch butterfly there is. When you're an adolescent coming into your adulthood, emerging in all kinds of ways like, how tall am I going to grow? Well, how attractive am I to the other sex is a question you're asking yourself. And when all of a sudden you're being bombarded with offers, you go from, I'm not sure, to, oh, I'm God's gift to women. And it doesn't take much. Because a knucklehead like me was ready to think those things anyway. So, in my first... I don't know, six weeks, I'm going to guess it was, before this incident. I probably slept with three or four women already. And, I mean, I just, you know, whatever. I was an 18-year-old boy with a libido that spun the 24-hour fan clock of an 18-year-old boy and was at college away with freedom for the first time, failing all my classes, playing golf, and having sex with women. That's what I was doing. And one night in late October, I had been asked by one of the guys on the golf team to go to this fraternity event. And I knew I wasn't going to join the fraternity. Why I decided to do this, I don't even know. Because I actually had um, an exam that I needed to study for. It wasn't the next morning, but it was the day after that. And it was a big exam. This was a midterm that I was not ready for. <laughs> but uh, for whatever reason, I went to this this. Um, what were, what were those called? Hazing events? No, not a hazing event. A recruiting event? I don't know. Some stupid thing. And, uh, you know, played my role, which basically meant getting hammered with three of the other frat brothers. And uh, then proceeded to go to another frat house where there was like a Thursday night event, or Wednesday night event, I guess this would have been, um, that was on my way home. And it wasn't a big event, but proceeded to get more drunk. And then stumbled my way home. So I'm sure I'm getting home between 11 and 1 in the morning. And uh, on my hall, we, I live in co-ed situation. On my hall are one very not naive person and 10 very naive people and my RA. So one very naive, one very not naive person, nine very naive people and my RA because there are 12 of us on the hall. And we live in single rooms, so we all have our own room. But the, the organization of the hallways is weird, so if you come in the wrong door, you can easily go into the wrong room, because if you orient yourself to the hall from the left, then your room's on the right. If you do it from the right, then your room's on the left. So people are walking into each other's rooms in the first six weeks a little bit, uh, I'm sure intentionally, unintentionally, but it does happen. And it happened for me this night because I came in the east door and stumbled up the hall, turned into the hallway, immediately turned into the door on the left, which would normally have been my room. And it was my across the hall roommate's room. And she's asleep, but I wake her up and I'm so drunk that she's worried about me. So she has me come lay in bed with her. And um, I'm so drunk that... Of course, I am start bawling her, I'm sure, immediately. But um, this girl probably has a little crush on me, but we all kind of have a crush on each other. I mean, it's college. Like, you're surrounded by crushable people. Um, but I know she's naive. Like, she is, she's clearly naive. This is something I am well aware of. 
Um, and yet here I am full of myself and full of all this activity I'm getting. And in a night of me being more aggressive than I ever wish I would have been because I knew what I, what I was initiating was somebody who was not deserving of my, uh, sexual interest. Um, this woman and I ended up sleeping together and it, she didn't say no or anything, but made it clear that I was taking her virginity and I didn't give a fuck. And that's the truth. And then proceeded to have 36 seconds of the worst sex she ever had. And then went to my room and fell asleep. Yep. That's what I did. And I, I, I mean, I have no excuse. I knew better as I was doing it, that I was doing something that was not good. And why did I do it? Can I blame alcohol? No, I cannot. Because I was so ashamed the next day that when she knocked on my door and I, and I knew it was her to talk, I just froze and pretended I wasn't there. And I'm sure she knew I was there. I mean, this is this, I w and, and essentially we never spoke to each other again. I mean, we were cordial, but this was the end of this fractured the hall. This was terrible. This was a terrible thing to have done. And, um, and, 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 and I, I apologized at some point in a capacity that was less than adequate. Um, but I never, I never told this person that for the rest of my life, that's the biggest regret I ever had because I never acted in a more shameful way than I did that night. And it, it did shake me into a little bit of a, of a redirect. I will grant myself some moral centering here. Not enough, but some, I ended up the next woman I dated, I dated for the next two years and well, didn't cheat on until she went to France and then cheated on prolifically. So that story ends poorly too, but she was the first of my 20 month club. <sighs> my story with women is embarrassing. You're not going to like me for it. And I don't like myself for it, but here's where there's plenty of room to improve, right? I treat everybody I know today with the utmost respect. And one of the reasons I pulled out of the game was because I was tired of finding myself in situations where I thought I had been less than noble, that I had been self-interested or used somebody for my own companionship at a time when I was weak. I'm, I'm not doing those things anymore. I won't do those things. Those are not ways to treat people. Will I ever be with somebody again? Maybe not. And I'm actually fine with that. I've lived alone now for a long time. I've come to peace with that situation. But I love everybody. I will never disrespect another human being at a level at which this poor woman, I'm sure, has memories of regret, as do I. But they're not her fault, they're mine. So with that shame, I tell you the worst thing I ever did to anybody. I don't expect you to forgive me for this. I don't even know if I expect you to understand. 
but for a kid who just could never find himself well I did learn that night how jagged my piece truly was and how dangerous it was to think that other people couldn't become collateral damage in that self-assessment -assess we're all capable of doing something completely self-centered, self-interested thinking other people won't suffer as a result when that is completely wrong I look for these times now I look back on my day and think did I do anything unintentionally to put somebody in a position worse than they should have been in sometimes I come up with a yes but this was the first day that taught me that that's a question worth asking myself every day so that I know I'm always working to be better than I was on that day that's the worst of me I promise